Professor Horror. Scary Stories. This story is called The Jar of Happiness. And the poster read, Happiness, sold in glass jars, call today. And underneath the text was a phone number. I was walking home from a long day of work when I saw the paper stapled on an old telephone pole. I took a picture of it thinking it was funny. I was going to show my wife once I got to her apartment, but I got caught up with all the chores and forgot about it. Dinner, dishes, laundry, packing a snack for our daughter, putting her to bed, and putting the toys away she'd left out in the living room. Every night, it was the same routine. The next day, I woke up sleeping back to back with my wife, and I'd always gotten up earlier than she did for my job, so I quietly got ready for the day and headed out the door. At work, I was updating the latest expense report. Most days were similar to this one, really. They were basically just paying me to stare at a computer for nine hours a day and input a couple of numbers into a spreadsheet. And I finished my work very quickly that day, so I decided to head out of the office early. It also helped that it was a Friday and a lot of people leave early at the end of the week. On my walk back, I was thinking of what my life had become. I did this often. I always dreamed of traveling when I was younger. I wanted to drive across the country or solo backpack across Europe, and then I met Kelsey. Now don't get me wrong, I love Kelsey. I mean, I still do. We just don't have that spark anymore. When you meet someone, you get into a relationship, whether it's meant to be or not, some of all your personal life plans have to be put on hold. And then that relationship turns into a marriage. Then you have a baby. Then you have to enroll your daughter in preschool. Then you have to get a better paying job, work more hours, and blah, blah, blah. I'm not trying to throw a pity party. I'm just saying I wasn't exactly content with where my life is, and I wouldn't have referred to myself as a happy person. As I took the same route home that I did every day to work and back, I walked by the same poster I had passed the day before. I don't know why, I really don't, but I decided to call the number. I figured it'd be some joke, maybe someone just picks up and says, I love you on the other end and hangs up. Or maybe it's a line to a sex worker. I had no idea what to expect. So I called, and it rang only once before someone picked up. Hello, a woman said. Uh, hi, um, calling about your poster, uh, your ad. Oh, awesome, she said calmly. When do you want to pick it up? Pick what up? The jar, she said, like it's the most obvious thing in the world. Oh, um, yeah, I realized that I had left work early without telling Kelsey, so I could just go pick it up now and she'd be none the wiser. What exactly is it that you're selling? I just told you, it's happiness in a glass jar, like the poster said. Happiness keeps best in glass jars. They're more durable than, say, a plastic bag. Mm, okay. Should we meet somewhere? For sure. I don't want you to end up being some creep or something, so let's go to a public place. The public place we decided on was actually the Starbucks just a little over a mile from me. Now, I don't think I was really going to be buying some jar of happiness or whatever. I was 99% sure she was going to sell me drugs. Maybe heroin would be in the jar. I remember thinking, oh no, happiness is probably a nickname for some street drug and I'm going to a drug deal. What if she's a cop and we're going to be arrested? But something inside me told me to keep walking, and so I did. 
I stood outside and texted her. Me. I'm here. Her. Cool. Be there in a sec. Me. What are you driving? Her. A silver Camry. And as that final text came through, I saw her car. She took a spot not too far from where I stood, and I could see that there was no one else in the car, which put my kidnapping fear to rest. <laughs> she opened her car door and stood on the pavement, looking around until her eyes met mine. I gave a little nod of acknowledgement. She simply responded by waving her hand, gesturing me over for her to come to her car, so I did. And she was young, maybe mid-twenties, curly, golden hair. Her skin was pale and contrasted with the all-black outfit she was wearing. I thought she kind of looked like Glinda the Good Witch from The Wizard of Oz had put on the Wicked Witch's clothes. Nice day out, she said as a greeting. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> Hadn't really paid attention to it. You were the one that called about the jar, right? She said. Yeah, that was me. Cool. Well, here you go. And she handed me a very small glass mason jar. It couldn't have been more than two inches tall, and inside of it was a light. Not a light bulb, like literally just light. It was like someone bottled up sunshine. It glowed even in the mid-afternoon daylight. It looked like a tiny sun or a tiny universe existing in this little crystal-walled home. I was admiring it with no attempt to hide the awe on my face. Pretty rad, isn't it? What? What is it? You've asked like three different times, I think. My answer's still the same. It's happiness. Happiness in a glass jar. What do I do with it, I said. Keep it, she said simply. If you have any problems, shoot me a text. She started to get into the car. Wait, I said. I thought you were selling this. How much is it? Don't worry, man, she said with a smile. You'll pay. She closed her door and I stepped out of her way as she backed up and drove off. What the hell just happened? What was I holding? I looked down at the jar again, and its radiance was simply mesmerizing. I put it in my pocket and could see its glow simply through my pants, and I began to walk back home. What was just a nice sunny day quickly changed into a rainy one with clouds wrapping around the sky. It was not forecasted that it would rain, or else I would have ridden the bus or subway to work that day. I jogged home trying not to get too drenched, and I finally found shelter once I made it to my apartment building. I walked up to my door and found that my key wasn't on my key ring anymore. Shit, can't believe I lost it again, I thought. I knocked on the door and said in a somewhat loud voice, Hey babe, it's me. I don't know what happened to my key. I heard the door being unlocked from the other side. When the door opened, I was greeted by a large, heavy-set man with greasy hair and unkept goatee. He said, I think you got the wrong door, bud. Oh, I said disoriented. My bad. Sorry, have a good one. He let out a chuckle as he closed the door. Apartment number 33. I know that was my apartment. I know it was. I'd been in 33 for five years now, but that was not my apartment. From what I could see on the inside, all the furniture was different. It was painted a different color. It was all wrong. I felt like I'd hit my head and was drugged. In that moment, nothing made sense. I pulled out my phone to call Kelsey so she could calm me down and tell me I just got confused for a second, but her contact was in my phone. In fact, nothing was in my phone. I had no messages with her, no previous calls, no pictures. It was like the phone reset to its factory settings. 
that that girl somehow switched my phone when I wasn't looking. I would have just dialed Kelsey's number manually, but I couldn't quite remember it. I had known it by heart before, but not anymore. I needed to get back to the office. I had all my contacts backed up on my work computer. Since it was raining, I hopped on the bus, which had a stop right in front of the apartment complex. I rode downtown toward my office, the whole time staring at my wet shoes, wondering what the hell was going on. We have a keycard access to our building so only authorized people can get inside, and I always keep my access card in my wallet. Always. But, surprise surprise, it wasn't there. I buzzed the speaker we had for guests with appointments or employees as the backup in case anyone lost or forgot their card. Bzzz. Hey, this is Tim. I must have lost my card. My employee number is... I stopped as I drew a blink. A voice came through the speaker. Tim, you got cut out. What's your employee number? Uh, I can't remember. I... That's fine. Just tell me your full name and department. Uh, finance. I'm in finance. My full name is Tim Brooks. One sec. About 30 seconds later, the man spoke to me again. We don't have a Tim Brooks working in this building. Did you have an appointment with someone? I backed up in surprise, almost tripping on my own feet. I had just been in that office an hour or two ago. What was happening to me? I felt like I was getting Alzheimer's, but going through every stage in one day. I stared at my hands, unsure if I was in the right body and I felt the world around me was disintegrating. I wasn't in control. I was merely sitting inside somebody else's head, watching the world through their eyes. Just then, I got a text. I recognized the number immediately. It was that girl, the one who gave me the jar, and I had forgotten all about it until I saw her text. Her, hey, how's it going? And I looked at my phone dumbfounded. It made me angry that she was so nonchalant about this. She knew what was going on. She had to done this somehow. What the hell did you do to me, I said. She said the worst is yet to come. I was astronomically close to chucking my phone as far as I could in frustration. I took the jar out of my pocket. It looked unchanged, still glowing just as bright. What the fuck did you do, I yelled at the jar, realizing I could probably look like a lunatic. As I stared at its glistening glass, I realized something. I didn't know what my wife's face looked like anymore. I knew her name. Well, I knew that it started with a K or, or maybe a C. I couldn't picture it in my mind. I knew I had a wife. I knew I did. Yeah, because I had a daughter. I had a wife and a daughter. I just... I couldn't remember their faces or their names or birthdays or, or any memories I had with them. I know they existed. They did exist. I had just seen them that morning, right? I couldn't remember how she looked or what she smelled like. What was our first date? We had a wedding, right? What about our first kiss or my daughter or wasn't my son? Maybe I didn't even have a kid, but my wife or, or girlfriend, she was real. I knew she was. The thought was tearing me apart. I couldn't see her in my head. I couldn't recall a single fact about her. I was staring outside of the same building, but I was unsure why I was. Did I work there? I must work there. The rain was accompanied by a chilly wind now. It was whipping at my face, making my nose and cheeks sting. I wanted to go home. I wanted to be with her. I wanted to be warm. I wanted to go into a shitty office job that kept a roof over my head. I wanted it all. I was soaking wet. I was miserable. I couldn't remember my parents or my childhood. Did I even have any friends? Why was I in the rain? I looked down at my hand. I was still clutching the jar. 
the only memory of my entire life I could completely remember was that girl giving it to me, telling me it was happiness. It did not bring happiness, it brought pain, suffering. I was more miserable in that moment than I had ever been. And my phone then buzzed, break the jar dim. I looked at my other hand, with the setting sun and the rainy sky. I swear the jar glowed brighter than any street light near me. I didn't break it because I was following her instruction. I broke it because I was angry. I broke it because I was upset. I needed a release. I raised my arm above my head and brought it down with one swift motion, shattering the jar on the concrete beneath my feet. And that dark, chilly air accompanying the rain spread away like it was a shockwave of a bomb going off, and I was at the epicenter. I saw the warm yellow light from inside the jar spread rapidly across the ground and ascend into the sky. It was as if I was watching the beginnings of the universe being created, like God had just snapped his fingers and said, let there be light. I was engulfed in it, could no longer see the street or rain or anything dark. It felt like I was plummeting into a star going faster than the speed of light. It felt like sitting in front of a fire on a cold winter's night, but that warmth was covering every inch of my body. And then I blinked. Immediately I could feel the sheets beneath me and my back barely touching my wife's. I was staring out the window and the morning light drenched through the glass and gleamed on my face. I stood from bed to grab my phone. It was Friday morning and I had one text. Let me know if you ever need another jar. I caught in sick to work. I snuck into my daughter's room and greeted her with a kiss and told her she didn't have to go to preschool today. We were gonna have a family day. She smiled and stretched out her arms with a yawn before curling up and falling back asleep. I got back into bed and squeezed my wife tightly. I didn't let go for hours. Our daughter came into our room and woke us up eventually. She was jumping on the bed and shouting for us to wake up. Yesterday I may have found that annoying. Yesterday, I found that a lot of things annoying, or monotonous, or dull, but not today. Today, I pulled her under the covers in between me and Kelsey, and today was going to be a good day. Today, I was happy.